Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 313. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Jeff Lisowitz burns with a mission to inspire writers, artists, musicians, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between to amp up their creativity, heal their hearts, and shine in the world. He's an award-winning musician, producer, and a critically acclaimed author. He's an internationally distributed filmmaker, and he's devoted his life to cultivating creativity in others. As the guy behind Electron Love Theory, Jeff fused interviews with Seattle's WTO demonstrators into a electronic music, garnering more than a quarter million downloads worldwide. He's released five studio albums. He's landed thousands of music placements in film, TV, and multimedia for clients like HBO, MTV, Discovery, Microsoft, NBC, and many others. He is a founder of a radio station, and he's done much training in NLP, neurolinguistic repattering, and he is someone that is not only helping entrepreneurs to reignite their spark of creativity, but he's actually currently teaching it as a faculty member at Pacific Lutheran University. Jeff, so incredibly excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So Jeff, you are the guy to school us today on how to infuse, ignite, and reignite the creativity in our businesses. Because, you know, as we all know, over the journey of entrepreneurship, sometimes that fire starts to dim a little bit. And so I'm hoping that you can really inspire everyone today, but also give them some really strategic ideas about not only how to um, reignite the creativity in the content that they're creating and presenting, but also just in their business overall. Um, So can we start there, Jeff? We can start wherever you want to start. (laughs) That sounds awesome. So when you're working with individuals, and I mean, obviously, you've been helping writers and artists, musicians and filmmakers, as well as entrepreneurs to to reignite their creativity and and to heal their hearts so that they can shine. And, you know, in doing so, what do you feel is the very first step that we as entrepreneurs need to take to actually begin to tap into our creativity uh, at the highest level? Very good question. Thank you for getting right down into it. I love it. Uh, The biggest thing I believe that we need to think about is why we are doing what we're doing. So asking that question to yourself is really key. So one of my examples for this is let's say you're going for a new dentist, right? And you want to interview two dentists. So you interview your first dentist and hey, why'd you become a dentist? Well, you know, because I was good at science and my dad was a dentist and I thought I could make a pile of dough filling cavities, you know, stuff like that. Like, okay, great. And then you talk to the next dentist. Hey, why would you become a dentist? Well, when I was a kid, I fell off the jungle gym and bashed my four front teeth out on the concrete. And I went to this dentist who was so kind and helped me through this, this terrible traumatic experience, rebuilt my smile all this kind of stuff. That's why I became a dentist. Which of those two are you going to go for? Wow. That is so powerful. We forget that. We forget that, don't we? 
Yeah, we do. We do forget it. So it's really important for anyone as they're starting a business, as they're in the middle of it, whatever, to really dig down and just ask yourself, why are you doing this in the first place? And if the answer is, you know, just to make as much money as you can, that's not really a very good answer. Like we all want to make money. We all, we all need that, of course. But you can't really um, have the passion and fire and um, really the energy that you need to succeed if you're not driven by something uh, that's, that, that's meaningful to you. Right. So it's really important, I believe, to dig into that and find out what that is for yourself and then take the steps to how, how do you serve the world in that way? You know, in the dentist example, sure, you become a dentist, but there's really a bunch of ways you could um, even in that example. So, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's an amazing example. So I think that, you know, getting back to your why is something that people hear a lot, Jeff, and I think it's something that we sometimes almost interpret as way too surface. Like we've heard it so many times that we don't go as deep with it as we need. And I also think that, you know, when we started our businesses, we had this deep burning why. And I think as people progress through the journey, they become a little callous, right? And a lot of times we get further and further from that. How do we get back? How do we get back to the core of what drives us um, in our businesses? Well, it I believe it, it's it's stepping back a little bit. It's so easy to get sucked into the, you know the million things that you have to do and all the problems and challenges and things like this that we sort of we step into the forest, right? So you can't see the trees. Um, so by stepping back in various ways and getting a different perspective on what you're doing certainly can help. You know, I'm a huge fan of meditation, right? And meditation is really however you want to do it. It's just finding that quiet space with inside of you and tapping into your intuition, essentially. And, and your intuition, as we go through life, the noisy, crazy, distracted world that we generally live in, you forget what is actually true to you, right? So by stepping back somehow and tapping into that, uh, you can really get a better sense of, you know, what, what is driving you in that, in that case. Yeah. And, and let's take that even a step further, Jeff, because I think that what's driving you changes substantially over time in the mm -hmm. seasons of your life. And I think that sometimes when what, what initially was driving us no longer drives us anymore, sometimes that confuses us with no longer having a passion for what we do or no longer mm -hmm. exerting the energy level that's actually required to be successful. When we don't take that step back that you just described and say, well, wait a second, like what drives me now? So I think it's always asking, what drives me now? What's my motivator at this stage of life? Because chances are it's very different from six months or especially six years ago, right? Absolutely. I mean, we change as people, uh, hopefully. Yes, <laughs> hopefully, yes, yes. <laughs> and if you're, if you're still working on your scripts from, you know, high school, <laughs> you're probably in trouble. Uh, so, yeah, taking back and just reevaluating uh, you know, where you're going and, and what you really want, yep. because you might be stuck in an idea of what you want, you know, from the past. And, you know, in business, one of the ways that we do this is like more is better, like bigger is better. 
Okay, this is a typical one that I think a lot of people get get sucked into, where bigger is just bigger, right? It's not necessarily better. I, I saw this um, uh, this musical artist a few years ago, and she just came off of a tour where she was playing. She was opening up for a bigger artist and playing to you know thousand seat halls. Okay. Pretty cool. That's awesome, right? A thousand people are listening to you. But this gig, she was headlining, and it was a super small, uh, it was like a house concert. There was maybe 20 people there, okay? And she's in the middle of the show, and she says, you know what? This is actually better for me, playing to 20 people who I can look in the eye and beam my heart out to, than the thousand people in this giant auditorium who you know, I can't really connect with. So it was a huge lesson for me, and I'm sure for her too, because I, I suspect she changed the course of her career because playing to the most people is not always your best option, right? Maybe it's doing, maybe it's a better service to the customers that you already have. Maybe it's a better product, um, you know, that's that's uh, more specific. Like, I don't know, but uh just just consider the bigger is not always better. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and that comes down to every realm of life. I think that knowing what you actually want to experience is much more important than knowing what you want to quote unquote have or or aspire to. Because sometimes the thing that you think you're aspiring to creates an experience that will make you absolutely miserable. So I think it's important, like, what is the experience? What do you want to feel, right? What do you want your day to look like? What do you want your life to look like? Working from that versus, like, the the egotistical, like, name badge or quantity or volume um, of the successes that we've created. Now, I have a question for you about your background, Jeff. So, you know, sure. you have landed thousands of music placements on film and in television for HBO and MTV and Discovery and Microsoft and NBC and so many others. Yep. And, you know, that is not the normal course for musicians. I mean, most musicians go out, they beat their head against the wall playing in the bars um, to no one, um, you know, and, and kill themselves weekend after weekend singing their hearts out, you know, without really getting any return for it. And you mm -hmm. took a very strategic, a very different path with your music. Tell me about how you discovered that path and why you decided that was kind of like the right path for you, because I think there's a lesson there for everyone. Sure. Well, um, I wanted to be the rock star. You know, at age 15, when I started playing electric guitar, I uh, quite firmly announced to my parents, I'm going to be a rock star, much to their chagrin, as you might suspect. <laughs> uh, you know, they're like, yeah, go do your homework. <laughs> Stop playing, you know, Tom Petty songs or something. Um, so I did play in bands growing up and then in high school and in college. And I, I noticed, you know, what you described, it's really hard to do this and you've got to work with these other people who also have to be on board. And it was always a struggle and the bands would come and go and this and that and would never really get too far. I had a friend in college who, uh, got a placement on MTV's real world back in, you know, the early nineties or, or so. And I was kind of amazed by that. So a couple of years later, when I started recording my own stuff, I was like, Oh, I should just, I should just send my stuff to them and see what happens. So I sent them, uh, some music, a CD, you know, back then. 
And I called them up. Hey, did you guys get it? They're like, yeah. Did you listen to it? No. I'm like, okay. Called them back the next month. You guys listen to it yet? No. Next month? No. Literally for a year, I called these guys back every month. On the last month, they said, yeah, we listened to it. and It was really good. We want to put it on TV in, in two weeks. Sign this paper. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay. And what did the paper say? The paper said, you're giving this to us for free. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Great deal. However, I knew enough about the music business to have my songs registered with uh, something called ASCAP, which is a performance rights organization in the U.S. So anyway, I signed this, gave them uh, the music, and a couple weeks later, my music was on TV, like on MTV. On these, you know, it was like amazing. So that was fantastic. I stepped back, and that was the end of that. And then about nine or ten months later, I went to the mailbox. And there was a check from ASCAP, this performance rights organization, for $1,500. And I was like, what? Found out you got paid differently. It's like, there's different ways to get paid. This was the performance part of it. Uh, so I, I made all that money. And, and then the next month, there was another $1,500. And I suddenly was like, oh, my goodness. How many gigs am I going to have to play <laughs> to make that? Right. So I took, I took my music career into my own power, which was, you know what? I can write and record music myself. I don't need a band. Fortunately, I'm skilled at playing bass and guitar, songwriter, lyricist, you know, the keyboards and the electronics, all the production. So I just went nuts and I just recorded hundreds of songs over the next 10 years or so and just pushed them out. And I didn't need to get people to the gig. I mean, there were certainly all kinds of other issues and challenges. Believe me, I banged my head against the wall, you know, for quite a while. But as every entrepreneur knows, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You just hope you, you know, you step it up each time. So that's kind of how that started. And, and that was that. Yeah, smart. I love it. I, I think there's such a lesson there, you know, because I, I did a podcast episode uh, a couple months back called, you know, Stray from the Herd and Create Your Own Path. And I think sometimes we see the masses all doing something and it's like stupid following stupid. Um, mm -hmm. And we're, we're like almost afraid to like do what our gut instinct is telling us because we're like, well, why isn't anybody else doing that? You know, like you, you almost are negative spun into like negative reverse programming of like what you should be doing. And I kind of equate that to like entrepreneurship today, like 99.9% .9 of entrepreneurs like don't make any outbound phone calls for their business each week. And that's like the, the fastest, easiest way to make money. Like, in an mm -hmm. hour a day. And it's because mm -hmm. like they've been told by all the gurus, like you don't need to do any sales. Like you can just, you know, do marketing and sales is irrelevant, but like every major corporation in the world has an outside sales team. Right? So I, mm -hmm. I just think that's really interesting, Jeff. And, and I challenge everyone that's listening to the show today to really think about the path that you're taking, the experience that you want to have and whether or not it's time to stray from the herd a little bit like Jeff did and take a different path that's maybe going to be a better fit for you, for your skill set and for the end result that you really want. Yeah. So one of the one of the things I'd like to mention on that is I, I practice this thing called NLP, neuro linguistic repatterning. It's a um, it's a it's a counseling method that helps people untangle their subconscious blocks. Right. So I'm big into, you know, sort of what's going on 
with all the psychology. So check this out. There's really only three things that we've got where we have control in our life. There's a lot of ways out there that we can influence the world, but the three ways that we actually have control are how we act in the world, how we react to the world, and how we perceive the world, okay? So with these three things, if you are capable and conscious enough to remember to center your power into one or more of these things, you will automatically move forward in your life, okay? So I say this in terms of, you know, in my story there with the band and the music and stuff. With the band, it was always like I had to wait for the guitar player to show up. I had to, you know, wait for somebody else to get, you know, book us for these gigs or whatever. Taking the career into my own power and saying, I can write these songs, I can record these songs, and I can make these million phone calls, which, by the way, I did make millions of phone calls for that stuff. Um, it centers your power. And then, you know, the world is going to react the way it does, but you are stepping forward. It's like, you know, I, I get this sometimes where people say, oh, you know, I, I, my boss never gives me a raise. Okay, so that's like externalizing your power. Your boss isn't giving you the raise. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell somebody, well, that has nothing to do with it. What you need to think about is what you can do to get the raise. Are you working harder? Do you have more skills? Are you staying later at work? Are you, you know, coming up with new ideas? Because if you do that, which is all under your power, guess what? You're going to get that raise or you're going to get some idea where you go start your own business. Yes. So. So I'm huge on those on centering your power into, you know, how you act in the world, how you react to the world and how you perceive the world. Just do that. And you're going to step forward in huge, huge ways. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Everybody, we all need to hear that every single day because, you know, ultimately, you know, our perception is our reality and everyone else's perception is their reality. And the only thing that we can control is ourselves. So, you know, the degree to which we can gain control of ourselves, have a positive outfit, look, do the real work that it takes, put one foot in front of the other, despite the challenges or setbacks. Those are going to be the people that succeed, regardless of talent, regardless of upbringing um, and everything else in between. What are some other things, Jeff, that you want to make sure you touch on today as far as the NLP? Because I really find that area fascinating. I love that you're actually like teaching this at a university. I'd love to get a couple other little NLP lessons in here for our listeners today. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, sure. So visualization you know we've all heard about this or many of us have i suppose um you know which is just imagining the future that you want right this you know it seems kind of hokey or silly you know if you're sort of reality based but there is this is it works it actually works so it is a really good idea so again, get into this meditative state, start a practice. And, you know, even just 15 minutes a day is huge. Calm yourself down, relax, breathe, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then imagine the future that you desire. OK, but don't just imagine the the surface of it. You have to feel it. What does it feel like when you make that sale? What does it feel like? when those customers are so happy with what you're doing and telling others about it. How does it feel like sort of imagine these scenarios that you desire 
But the, the scenario isn't actually the important part. What's important is how you feel. So literally, do your best to conjure up that feeling in your body, in your mind, in your heart, especially. And this will, you know, this will beam out into the universe and come back to you in ways that you are not sort of physically causing, right? This, this really happens. And I think we all know this on some level, but if you practice it, 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 it will show you results. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about consistency because I think that on some level, everyone does understand that this needs to be a part of their daily practice and that it's an important part of achieving, you know, the exterior results that you want to. But I think many times people do it for a really short period of time or they do it once and then they're like, well, that didn't work. You know, I tried that. It didn't work for me. They move on. Um, it's not a consistent you know, pattern every single day in, in their routine. And, you know, I was just listening to a psychologist talk about new research about gratitude. And he was saying that it's now proven in the scientific community that a daily gratitude practice actually um, has a better healing effect than any and all medications on the market for depression and anxiety. And I know. I right? freaking love that. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about consistency with what you're talking about here, um, because I, I think that's where it breaks down. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like anything. It, it's like anything else. I mean, the obvious uh, one that just popped into my mind was going to the gym. If you go to the gym, you know, for 10 minutes once a month, are you really going to get in shape? Of course not. You know, it might be good for 10 minutes, but it's not really going to help. If you go to the gym for 45 minutes, four days a week or an hour, four days a week, guess what? You're going to get stronger. You're going to get healthier. You're going to lose weight. You're going to feel better. Duh. Right. Same thing with working with your business. You know, if you're only spending 10 minutes a day on your business, it's only going to go so far. Um, so the same thing is true with this meditation practice. It's really just pulling up this energy and beaming it out into the world. And if you can do that with gratitude, which is a absolutely fantastic thing to do, um, or some meditation practice or however you're going to do it, it, it hardly matters as long as you do it consistently and you put energy like real energy, the, the deeper and truer you can be to your heart, the more the world will open up to you in every way. And I, I just know this is true because I've experienced it and I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, absolute truth. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. It's something that we all have to make a bigger and bigger part of our lives. And the more consistent we are, the better results we're going to see. So thanks so much for that very important reminder. So um, before we wrap up here, Jeff, I just want to talk a little bit about um, kind of like creating pattern interrupts for yourself and really kind of reigniting the fire in your business to go forward. Because I think um, we talked a little bit about, you know, passion and distraction and the journey and becoming callous and all of that. I want to wrap up our conversation today by giving some, you know, some tips, some things for people to think about in terms of, you know, infusing your unique purpose into your business, um, reigniting your fire and getting ready to just go out there and set the world on fire with what's in your heart. Give us some final mm -hmm. tips there. Okay. So this is another piece that I do in a lot of my workshops and my online, uh, you know, my online stuff. So, it's really, again, easy to fall into yourself, meaning that it, 
well, let's put it this way. It's generally a lot easier to give somebody else advice, right? <laughs> right. So a technique that I like to use is to take a vision of ourselves. This is, let's say it's in your business, right? And again, get into that meditative state, or you can write this, if you know, write it down if you like. And imagine someone who is like you, but is not you. Okay, same experiences, same sort of circumstances, same challenges, all this kind of stuff. Same person, but not you. And from there, you can look at that person and look at their lives from a different perspective, right? And you can say like, oh, what's their challenge? Well, the challenge is the same as yours because this is a similar person. They're having issues with their employees, let's just say. So now from your perspective of looking at this person who is separate from yourself, you have a much better, a much better way to find solutions because it's not you, right? It's hard to see your own stuff, but if you look separate, uh, look a little separately from where you are and tap into your intuition, you will clearly be able to see what, what the solutions may be for this other person. And of course, this other person is you. So get into that state, sort of dissociate from yourself that way. And then, you know, trip on how can, how can I refine, refine my passion? How can I solve these issues? How can I do all these different kinds of things? And then write them down when you come out of that meditation and think about that. And then of course, take action on it. So that's, that's a huge piece. That is such a good tip because it's like when you're in it, you can't see it. You write it down on paper, you separate yourself, you remove the emotion, and then all of a sudden you're like, if this was someone else, like this is so obvious. This is what I would tell them to do, right? Exactly. So, it's so easy to tell somebody else what to it do. It is. It is, and, right? But and, when it's your just, story, you're in it, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's so good. So, so good. Okay. So Jeff, you are an amazing man. You're doing so many really cool things with your time and your talent. Um, where is the best place for people to reach you? And are there any specific resources that you want to share that you want to send our listeners to check out? Sure. Uh, best place is the website, jefflizowitz.com. Hopefully you can spell that or get it close enough for Google. Or if you put the link up there, that would be fantastic. Uh, if you go sign up, I can give you some free chapters of my book. Not effing around, the no bullshit guide <laughs> for getting your creative dreams off the ground. Oops. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's so, awesome. So Jeff Lysowitz, and we will uh, put the link in the show notes as well as you'll see the spelling of his name. And um, that's awesome. So just give one little teaser of the the couple chapters of the book that people can get for free on your website. Right. Sure. Um, discover what you love and why is, you know, again, sort of what we talked about there. It's, it's really, it's really tapping in to, you know, who we are and what we know and, and what, how we can be of service to the world. So, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, declaring your dream, right? How do you, how do you step out from, from where you are to where you want to be? And uh, we do uh, the next chapter. There is time travel with your future self, Ooh, and that is, oh yeah, right? Because your future self is so cool, you know. Um, so that's like an exercise in uh, you know one of these NLP uh, meditation jobs. So there's lots of good stuff in there, and I've got all kinds of blog posts, and I've got online workshops and things like that if you want to get deeper into it. So yeah, that's yep. 
All right, to all the listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. If you can think of just one person that could benefit from today's show, pass this episode along. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.